Welcome to this episode of Network AF, and I'm proud to welcome my friend and fellow networker, uh, Janine Malcolm. Uh, Janine, if you could uh, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about uh, what you're up to in networking. Hi, Janine Malcolm, Salesforce Director of Network Engineering. Um, we run big networks. Uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, what am I doing right now in network engineering? Running a couple of groups at the moment. Um, we have uh, the Backbone team that was kind of mushed together into an overall network engineering team. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we also have another team that helps us run some of the um, uh, M&A networks as well. Underneath me is now. Um, so yeah, it's been a big uh, change for me because uh, the first couple of years it was just the Backbone. Mm -hmm. And now it seems to be everything else. So it's pretty cool. Well, I mean, it's interesting because in service providers, they just call the network the network because that's yeah. what revenue is. <laughs> in enterprise, it's like there's prod, production networking, which one's the revenue. And of course, yes. without Salesforce, people can't find each other in business nowadays. And they can't look up who said what to who and all the other systems fail because you have a system of record. And then there's corp or you know IT which is yeah. different kinds of networking. Um, and uh, so you're mostly on the, on the prod side. We're on the prod side, yeah. And, the, and there is a business technology group and they have an entire wonderful team that helps on that side. Um, but no, we're just on the production side. Yeah. Cool. So different customers, same idea, different yeah. scale maybe <laughs> of, of the prod side. I don't know. They have a lot of offices. <laughs> okay. So, well, it's more location, yeah. maybe less volume. Uh, Definitely. Applications. Definitely. Cool. So, so what made you interested in networking? Like, where, where was where where were you when you decided networking was interesting, or what sort of got you into it? I was in college. And I didn't do so well. It wasn't that I didn't do so well. I, I felt like it was not very good education for my money because I was paying for it myself. Mm -hmm. And so I decided um, working full-time and going to school full-time was a little bit of a challenge. Mm -hmm. So I decided, okay, well, what am I going to do? And I was actually working on a farm that I had worked on as a teenager uh -huh. when a friend told me that they were interviewing at Digex. And I said, well... Hey, I've always loved computers. My 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 grandfather actually got me into computers really young, like four or five. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> and so like I was like, okay, well, let's try this out. I sure, I, she, you know, I'm sure I can do this. And I went in as a um, customer service person in Digex, uh, in dial-up. So, mm -hmm. and then I moved to like lease lines, so like T1s, you know, that kind of stuff, T3s, that kind of thing. Um, and then I just kind of gradually, I was over on the web server side for a while. That was eye-opening for me. <laughs> it was new for everyone at the time, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, especially with what web servers were mainly doing at that time. <laughs> yes. We'll, we'll move on. <laughs> and then um, I went into... And, yeah. Yeah. Couple, uh, two years in, I was over on the network engineering side. And uh, I really, you know, I really decided that, wow, this is really cool. I love this. This is basically like a big picture and I get to move data around. And I'm like, you know, learning how to at least code in Perl. Hey, look, sorry. I still do. I still do. I, I still do. I still, I, I admit it. I haven't even started reforming yet. <laughs> um, but that's how I got into it. Yeah. No, that's cool. I mean, I, um, 
I remember my first day of computer science, and by the way, I don't have a degree. I, I left before. And um, I met the person that did image processing, and I said, oh, that's really interesting. And the guy that did networking, I'm like, oh, okay. Um, and then, <laughs> you know, I found, I was interested in, you know, parallel distributed, found the internet, you know, back at a good time. And I also, like you, I'd been fortunate. And when I was eight, you know, my uncle gave me a book on basic, and my father was doing, you know, did stuff. And my uncle briefly let me on the ARPANET and I quickly found systems he didn't think I should be in. So that was my like early, <laughs> early intro. I was like, no, no, uh, change passwords, stay away. Um, but I have fond memories of Digex, not only because Doug's an awesome guy and Lisa and, you know, Ed and, and, uh, and Dave McGuire and the whole crew, but because I was um, at Disclave, which is a science fiction convention. Yes. Yep. Uh, my wife and I, Gail and I met at Worldcon in Chicago a few years before that. And I saw this flyer you know, Sun 3, 260, you know, Unix, shell access. And I was like, I could do that. I have a Sun 4 in my basement. Um, and so we did that. I'm actually partnered with Digex uh, a little bit. And of course, Digex, you know, is pretty early in growing backbone, which then... Exactly. Know, and, oh, no, it was, it was, um, it's, uh, it was pretty cool. Um, so, um, and, and at NetAccess, at my ISP, people started often sort of in the knock. One, we had a network. Before that, it was, yeah, support. Yeah. And then it's always interesting because at the time it was like people who had bright, shiny eyes would either be like, ooh, systems or ooh, network. Or there's some people that really are passionate about support and God love them because I've done my share of support and I love talking to customers. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, you know, it's like, you know, they can't use Eudora because their disk is full it can be frustrating sometimes, as you remember. Um but yeah, I mean that was that was sort of the early career path. I guess we'll later talk about sort of how do we help people get in because it was a pretty cool time to come in, and anyone that had the bright shiny eyes was like, um, you know, was helpful. So I guess, you know, what was going to get the opportunity? Like, what was really helpful? You know, in Digex, you know, sort of earlier in your, your career. Um, I guess two part question: What was really helpful, and you know, what was like frustrating that we could do better at? you know, in, in, in terms of welcoming people? Sure. So one thing that was fantastic is they, and I've, I've tried to do this as much as possible with everybody and all of my teams now, is that it was a big mentoring experience. Like I literally sat with someone and we just, I was like right over their shoulder and they were right over my shoulder. We were like working on problems and, you know, doing stuff together. Hey, let's go do this router over here. Hey, let, let's go troubleshoot this problem. It was honestly fantastic that way. And mm -hmm. it is, you can still do that even in the times of the pandemic, but I think it was amazingly helpful. One other thing that I think was wonderful is that, um, you know, Digix had a lot of fantastic women and I actually... Doug's um, wife is an amazing woman. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. Um, and then there was Megan, who was my my mentor. So like, I, I remember finally, and then Tori um, Morton Crocus now. So like, you know, it was really great to have so many, you know, people to help out. It was a lot of helping each other, which was, I think, great. Um, I, I still feel like that is the biggest way to go. Um, I think you learn, I think, what is it like 70%, you know, you're sitting there, you know, experience and mentoring and everything. And we still do that on all my teams. We cross train. I think that's a fantastic thing. I actually signed up to be a mentor because I, I really want to help. And even though I know I'm not going to have the same technical skills as a person 
who I'm probably mentoring because we do, you know, it's like, right. okay, like the software, mostly software developers, right? And I'm, and I'm not, but um, still. Well, I we think all need to learn Python, even if we think that white space shouldn't be syntax. So <laughs> just said that the other day. That's so funny. <laughs> well, Tickle, Fortran, I mean, you know. It's not, yeah. a, not an illustrious line of white space of syntax, but you know. It's true. It's true. Um, but yeah, no, I think that I think that that same thing is huge even now. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, I guess that's an interesting question because um, as the world gets more complex, you know, it's like uh, a friend of ours from IBM Cloud says, "Without the network, there is no cloud." or the Zen version, which is network is the water of the clouds, the connective tissue, what clouds are made of. But, you know, we have these amazing computers and these amazing networks and these amazing SaaS services like Salesforce. Um, And, you know, it can be hard for someone in in college or even not going to college to sort of get at what all the underneath is. And then we have this tribal knowledge. So I guess that's an interesting question. Are you, you're still trying to, at Salesforce, keep those mentorship patterns Maybe not pair programming or, or routing or whatever, but you know, even even with COVID and maybe the after. I think it's important to do that. I think um, you know, even though yes, we have all these wonderful classes and everything, and it's way better than it was. Like when I was in college, there were not. It wasn't network engineering. There's was, you know, computer science, and that was pretty much it. Like right, yeah. so. so Studying protocol fields of things, not dynamics of distributed networks. Right? Exactly. So it's a different thing, and and I think that there are some really good programs these days. Um, but I still think that you know the good old fashioned mentoring is fantastic, and and it it applies to a, a lot of different kinds of right. areas. Right. So let me ask you a question about that. Um, so um, I will say this as someone who has. Uh, destroyed the internet one and a half times because I was associated with Vinny and AS7007. I was the fat man in the fat man, little man internet exchange, but it wasn't my thing. It was his gay router. Have you ever blown up the internet, Janine? Oh, heck yeah. Okay. So Who hasn't like (laughs) taken BGP off of a router or inverted their your access list or something? Yeah. (laughs) We said we weren't going to make vendor jokes. So, you know. Sorry, Um, yeah. So, um, I was at a, I was actually at a social last night where he's like, "Oh, you were you an ISP? Did you know the internet sometimes gets blown up?" I'm like, "Yes, I'm aware." <laughs> but you think that? I mean, a lot of the speaking of like old young getting into it, it feel feels like we all had permission to sort of explode the internet. And like now, if someone at Kentic said, "Hey, I might try this thing, and it might explode the internet. It might take our service down." Ha <laughs> ha. I'd be like, oh, no, 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 no. Um, <laughs> what do you do? Yeah, like, I think do you feel that, 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 yeah. that was made e- learning easier or? I wish I had had better labs then. <laughs> honestly, I, I do honestly think that labs these days are much better. Um, you know, I did, I was actually in the lab at Digix for a while and helping build the lab and all of that stuff. Um, but it wasn't like it is today. I'm able to recreate a scenario a bit better. And I, I do think on that front, if you're talking about um, big changes and that kind of thing, uh, automation, <laughs> getting people off keyboards, yep. that's all good. I mean, you're going to have human errors. Like, you know, that people get tired, they get exhausted. You're 
cramming more things in the smaller windows and that kind of stuff to make sure that things you know stay up. But in order to keep things up, you got to actually change and fix them and stuff. So you're going to have human errors. Yeah. And the yeah. goal is to have computers automate the good and not replicate the bad. You know. Exactly. But <laughs> I mean, uh, people may not know this, but when Janine and I started doing networking, there were no comments on static routes. And most networks were bubblegum and static routes and no one knew why it was there. So don't touch it because things might break. So definitely, I mean, the ability of commit rollback and get oh, Rollback, my best friend. <laughs> uh, yes, I mean, the old way was reboot in 15 minutes and then make the change and then hope that you've remembered to cancel the reboot or whatever you, whatever you call that. So, yep. no, that's cool. Were there any frustrations, any things that you think, um, you know, we could be doing better, you know, um, at the time, you know, or, or, or now to make things welcoming for people getting into it? Um, I think at the time, because it, it was really word of mouth. And I wonder how much word of mouth there is now. I really feel like there is. Um, mm-hmm. It's much, it's still that way. Still word of mouth getting into the industry. Oh, hey, you know, I noticed you have these skills. I bet they're applicable, you know, applicable over here. Um, how, do we, how do we reach people, um, especially in um, network engineering, you know, I think that the, the um, software development is much more accessible for people overall. Um, uh, what I've seen, I, I don't know, maybe this is just my anecdotal view, you know, after going to conferences my entire career, I'm, I'm thinking maybe 15% women in the network side. Yeah. It's supposed to be like, I think it's like 30 to 40 on the software development side, which, hey, they're doing way better. So I feel like, I feel like I should, you know, I should work on that, <laughs> help it out. Anna Claiborne at Packet Fabric makes that, you know, suggestion to bridge because her point is let's market to the software engineering, which looks more like early computer science, right? It's probably not going to get four times the representation as we do early in career coming out of, you know, school, but there are definitely things that turn people of all sorts of diverse backgrounds off to, you know, a, a group that's not like them. But she says, she suggests we market, hey, if you're interested in distributed systems, the internet is the biggest, most dynamic distributed system there is. And if you want to study it, well, that's what people I like doing. If you want to engineer it, you know, and so, and, you know, the trick with automation, right, is not having 40 engineers each write a Python program of their CLI thing, but, you know, what are the patterns and let's, you know, think about it and do it. So, right. One uh, system. <laughs> Have Not you, 40. You, yes. Yeah. Have you tried that recruiting tactic yet? I have not, which I think is a fantastic idea. Check in, um, check in and see. If, I have to try it. Definitely. Have Have there been any other organizations that were as, uh, had as many great women, you know, and, you know, trusted and, you know, in, in, in authority, you know, as, as what you experienced in Digex, you know, later in your career? Um. I think Cogent also had a pretty good representation as well in the network engineering side in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it wasn't quite the 50-50 like we had at, you know, at Digex. Um, it was, you know, the and network engineering team at that time was like 50-50. It was like totally like, it was wonderful. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, it, but I, you know, I think that they did have a pretty good representation. Um, 
I'm working on it. (laughs) We're even further behind and working on it. And I mean, I think some of that that we think about, which is maybe tougher during COVID, maybe not, is earlier stage, getting people earlier in stage or earlier in career, because there's there is more diversity and you know, um, maybe showing the fun, but also worry a little bit about, you know, the tribal nature of it, um, which also different people do better or worse at, hey, I'm confused, can you please help me? Or, you know, like yeah. how to formalize that to make sure that, I mean, it's not just gender, it could be different cultures that people come from where, you know, some people are better at giving feedback or getting feedback or all these things. So um, we will figure that all out together. Yeah. So you mentioned Trojan and Digex yeah. and Salesforce. Mm-hmm. So it's all networking, right? It's all network, but service provider and having customers that are themselves service providers. And although in some sense, I mean, we're a customer of Salesforce. We're a SaaS company. So we are a customer, but a service provider to our customers. But it is a little different. And I'm, I'm just curious what you found, you know, um, uh, is, is like sort of technology um, you know, culture problems difference between working in service provider networks versus enterprise. So I have worked at, um, I think it's three and three actually. Uh, oh, wow. So uh, three enterprises. I worked at a financial institute. I worked at a, just a pure enterprise. And then, of mm-hmm. course, Salesforce, right? Um, yep. And then, of course, the, the ISP side, which I've actually had more time in, right? So right. Um, it is vastly different. I find that um, some things are much more strict. Um, the, the very small enterprise that I worked at, I did everything, like everything, like, you know, spam assassin. I'm like running Linux machines. I'm helping database. I'm like doing firewalls and everything, um, which was great. All around nerd. All around yeah. nerd. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, I loved it. <laughs> um, uh, and then I think at um, the you know cogent the speed of innovation and the things that you get to do efficiency the many, efficiency the network engineer for terabit I, it's amazing yeah. the efficiency there is amazing um, honestly it's a fantastic network um, I, I think that you know it, it probably depends on the place like uh, I feel like. I probably don't get to do as much system stuff now as I did at Cogent. Like I could do more programming and systems work. Even being a manager, I could do all that stuff. And now it's a little bit harder for me to do that. Um, you know, now especially now the team's bigger. <laughs> right? So I guess there's that dynamic between the two. But um, and I think pace pace is a bit different as well. Um, pace is definitely different. Do you work with more different vendors and sort of types of elements in an enterprise than, you know, in your experience of service providers sort of more, um, you know, fixed and regular? It's uh, fixed and regular. And, and especially with Cogent, when you're talking about Cogent, um, it, it, they know exactly what they're doing. They have a set of products and good. these are the products we sell and it's, very clear. Uh, I think I actually work with way more vendors right now um, overall, which is kind of mm-hmm. fascinating. Um, and I'm, I'm doing slightly different things in network engineering now. Obviously, there's some differences in the network engineering side. Mm-hmm. 
Um, does that make testing more complex when you have more vendors and different, you know, sort of pace of newness? Um, your your customer uh, is not a product manager; it's a someone trying to make something, and the application is going to do and be hosted the way that people want it to. Does that make testing, or is it you it, have patterns that help with that? We do have patterns that help with that, but it is more it, it, the the testing is. Um, I would say you want to make sure that not only is the network running and everything's efficient, but that the applications are appropriately running over it. So you're working with lots of service owners within the organization. Uh, and that's kind of fascinating too. It's kind of cool. It's like there are customers, you know, and we get to, to work with them. Hey, this is my customer. How is your application running? You know, what do you need? <laughs> that kind of stuff. There's that kind of relationship, which I think is fascinating and kind of fun. Cool. Yeah, I guess at another time we can get into the how do all the groups, and we didn't talk about security, like get <laughs> infrastructure applications and all that. That's the, that's sort of my day job, you know, thing and trying to figure that out and, a lot of cultural divide there too. I mean, as as much as service provider and enterprise networking and prod and corp networking can be, you know, different applications, different, you know, people we deal with, different vendors, um, you know, going across groups can be a lot. But, um, you know, at, at Salesforce, do you work with cloud as well as more traditional, I'll call it on-prem, you know, routers and switches and things like that? Is that... We're starting to um, on that front. Yeah, absolutely. But... Mm-hmm. Um, is that been, is that interesting, difficult from architecture, provisioning, training? Um, you know, um, you know, it's it's network principles underneath, but it isn't exactly the same, right? No, it, it's yeah. We are embarking upon this process of making everybody, making sure everybody is educated and how the different providers provide the the services, you know, and they're vastly different between the different, you know, cloud um, provider vendors, right? So you have to make sure that, okay, well, you understand how this one works and you understand traffic flows and how this one works. And, okay, you know, this one provides this and this one provides that and, you know, trying to get everybody in a level set. So there is a challenge always of making sure everybody is um, taking classes, you know, getting to do all the different types of work. Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting for uh, us to, at Kentec, um, that again, we know what tunnels are, right? And we know what prefixes are, and we know what filters are, and we know, you know what all the basic primitives are if you've been paying attention to networking, but, um, you know, the, just the infrastructure is code wave and, and what people want to do there. And then in cloud, it's basically you're living in someone else's virtual software land, um, that uh, can be hard to do the debugging and and um, yeah, the training is interesting. We're we're trying to do content, you know, internally and externally to help do that mapping. You know, as a lot of people are trying to trying to do that. Do you have people that are like deep experts in the ins and outs of cloud one or cloud two, or do you sort of you mentioned cross training? Like, have people be sort of enough per- peripherally aware that they can be a consumer and then have like domain experts? So yes, we have um, some people that are deeply involved in them. We also have just a series of wonderful classes that a team has developed to make sure that um, anybody who wants to can learn how each one okay. is done. And it's actually self-paced. So the engineer can do, you know, do that. And then sometimes there's a project that comes up and we're like, hey, everybody, you know, would you like to 
take this opportunity to go work on this new thing. So we try to make space for people to be able to do that as well. You know, in networking, there's a lot of vendors, a lot of marketing, a lot of buzzwords. Like, are there uh, trends and buzzwords that you're tired of hearing of? And are there things that you think are this counter is like really fascinated by and I think are, you know, really cool evolutions of technology that that are really fun or you think are really promising? Like what's hot and what's hype? <laughs> okay, hype. Software defined. <laughs> okay, I'm really sick of it. <laughs> star, SD star, SD star. Yes, software defined anything. Uh, it's all software defined as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> the router isn't, it doesn't have marbles inside. <laughs> Right, exactly. Um, so that whole thing, I was like, mm, okay. Okay. Um, delivery of information is certainly interesting to me. Trying to figure out how to better understand the user experience always fascinates me. Um, because, you know, we don't want to, you know, we're very careful about making sure we never give any customer information away. But... We also are cognizant that we want to make sure the customer's experience is as good as possible. So um, that place, that trying to find like what is going on with the customer, that's that's huge for me. Uh, and then the things that are underlying that, I know this is going to sound awful. This is, you're like, oh my God, KMZs. You're like, oh, you're kidding me, right? So yeah. we take an enormous amount of time looking at every single path that we're using on the on the network, right? And we're spending so much time doing this. And then you know what's going to happen is that they're going to groom you out of that path as soon as they can. You're on the path. And we you don't know that the path the laws is. of physics. How does it go <laughs> 35 milliseconds between LA and San Diego? Yes. <laughs> right. We spend all this time doing this stuff and we're still doing the same things that we were, you know, yeah. like the last decade. Um, or two. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, I think that for me, that trying to make the user experience is as amazing as possible, looking at all that data, how do I make it easier for my engineers to get to make it better for, for everybody? Um, I know that's probably not the biggest hype, but hey, it's where I'm at right now. <laughs> it, it's part of my frustration because, you know, at Akamai, we had the data. When I ran a Usenet company, I, I would like look at kernel TCP statistics and what AS it was going to and look at peering performance. And But yeah, I mean, routers and switches, unless you're doing, that's an advantage actually of IT networking has like some of those devices like a Silver Peak load balancer or some things like that can look at performance and they're sort of network layer. But, you know, routers and switches, NetFlow and SFlow, I mean, I've asked some of the vendors, could you flow hash so we could look at TCP session tracking. Let's ignore quick for a second. But, you know, but yeah, I mean, the the RUM data you would think would be really helpful for network people, but it has user data in it. So like, how do you get that between layers and combine it? And how do router vendors do this? And so what we're left with, ping and trace route. If we're just yeah. saying, it was like, how do we have trillions of endpoints? How do we have, who can we partner with for that now that we're doing, you know, performance testing? But it sort of still feels like, if our computers know what the performance is, why are we doing synthetic testing? You know, and it's like, it's an augment, right? Sometimes you need that, right? Like um, having a problem to foo in bar, uh, can Baz or Jill do better? Like you need to test that. But for a lot of it, it does seem like we could do better. 
but yeah, and it's like cross stack, right? App, app, you know, server infra. So you're like all over the place. Yeah. I mean, we're hoping <laughs> more people will do like BPF on the server, which I can take that with BGP and see performance from TCP stats. But now it's like, at Kentuck, we're working with New Relic because, um, you know, that helps a network team go to an app person and say, oh, you have the agent. Could you please do this? Um, but it's still, help it's all. <laughs> Sorry? You go to my customers and say, could yeah, you help me out? Exactly. Could you help, me, <laughs> help me help you. Help me help you. Show me. Uh, show me their performance. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, what I learned was overly advanced. If you're ahead of the market of what people do or what people are familiar with, then people, you know, can't explain it to other people. Yeah. And instead, ping and trace about people can explain and we can make that really easy and we can make it dynamic based on your traffic. So that's, you know, that's the focus. Um, but I think most network people are like that. Yep. You know, and of course, it's always blame the network. The network is the problem. Oh, it always is. <laughs> I'm sure not at Salesforce, but just in general, <laughs> it's, it's the you know, it's the it's it's the uh, you know, it's 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 the it's part of that. Um, and yeah, automation. Um, what is? Can you you mentioned lab? So I guess you know, how do you how do you lab stuff? And can you do that across all the infrastructure, or you know, how do you do safe networking? Uh, we also, okay, so um, we're getting into a little fuzzy area. I can give you generalizations. So we have different types of networks and we, we have um, kind of like mini versions of them in the lab. And then we, we use all kinds of different tools to make sure that when we are, you know, code certification, making mm-hmm. sure all of that stuff works properly. Um, my team is now responsible for that as well. So I've been doing a lot of that. Yeah. Um, Good times. Uh, uh, making sure that when we make changes, we first check in there. What does it look like when you make the change? What are the commands that you can use? Making sure that everything in the run list when we do it is fine. We have um, we have kind of like um, pro, not they're kind of like you know R and D environments that we can then canary. Uh, we have DR environments where we can canary for certain types of networks. So we and then we always canary. And stagger and you know that kind of thing. So we try to use the best possible methodology for putting anything anywhere. So to break it down for people um, who might be coming up <laughs> to the outsider, I'm gonna guess. So by canary, you mean like a percentage of the traffic goes through some new infrastructure or so if like for instance you're making a change to uh, you say you have to make you have to add a new route policy to the network. Right, you take that route policy, right. you put it on one of the two routers in a location. So first, right. you would put it in R and D, so, then you would put one and two routers at a location, verify everything's okay. Put it on the second router, still verify everything's okay. Then you start doing regional canaries, right? So you put it, you put like you put it on a one you know, one router pair in one region, one router pair in another region. Okay, then you can then kind of go out from there. So it's like. Every single step of the way, you are being as careful as possible. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, we did that at Akamai. And yeah. at Kentic, we have an hour prim. So we actually copy um, a bunch of customers' worth of traffic to a separate cluster. Uh, but we don't have real users on it. Ultimately, when we actually say, okay, the code is good, then yeah, we do the same thing. We'll pick a cluster and then a machine. And I, 
I'm not sure we do that for the net release. I'll have to go follow up with our ops team. I think we might just build a good thing. But it's all Juniper and uh, Vendor, and it's all rollback and, you know, like on boss and stuff like that. But, um, and automated. But, um, yeah, no, that's, uh, that's cool. I always imagine, like, I have a friend, Igor, who is a master at vendor torture. I, I long to be as good at vendor torture, but I always imagine, like, the Sandroid, you know, truck from... Star Wars with the droids upside down with the hot pokers, you know, like, does this code work? Does this code work? <laughs> How do you do that? You know, people that I think are for it, even though we try to automate it, um, you know, what features do we need and will it work? Yeah. And every, you know, in different environments, you know, require different features and you have to make sure that all the different pieces are tested on every single different kind of um, platform that you've got. And, Yes, yes. We we you know we are constantly making sure we're checking for vulnerabilities, we're checking for bugs. When I go to, you know, like, okay, what's your you know, what's your latest code you want me to try? Okay, well then we do the bug scrub and you're like, you know, we try to be as nice about it as possible though. I'm right. not really into being like mean that. about it. Okay, so no vendor torture. I like that bug no. scrub. Is that is that an industry term that I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, we basically go and say, okay, so you want to put us on this code. What bugs are there in the code? Uh, and then okay. we compare it to what the feature set on the network and see which ones match up. Okay, we're going to hit this bug. Okay. We want to wait for a different you know, version of code. Um, and of course, you sometimes catch bugs on your own. And we have, you know, we in the lab, it happens. You, you know, you're like, oh, look. Or we, we catch it and we have caught things in what we call the canary, the first step, you, the fir- very first thing. You're like, oh, look. And then we will retroactively put it back in the lab. And so, you know, yeah. That's funny. In the Wild West days when you know, <laughs> I would be in a city and it's like, Oh, could you help me do dynamic routing for my static network? And they're like, "What IGP should I use?" I'm like, "Well, what cards do you need? Um, what vendors do you have? Let's look at the release notes. So it's a, called a bug scrub." It's like, "Hmm, you put that fitty card in, then Sparks spit out the hissy port. If you have this protocol enabled, it's like, ah." <laughs> but you know, literally, it was a point at which I was like, "OSPF, even RIP v2, God help you, ISIS, like just." IBGP, pick the thing that has the fewest bugs for your platform. But the flip side is that was without testing and deploy, and that was clickety-clickety. So as you said, the human errors uh, can go. Yeah, and, you know, we've seen seen some move towards pushing vendors to have, like, fewer trains, you know, and it's tough as a vendor because you might have an older, basically, program loader, that was before page memory management units and preemptive multitasking and all that. And then you have the newer OS, but you know, not everything. So, you know, it's tough. It and, is hard. Uh, I know. And uh, I have some sympathy. Yes. I know. So I would not, you know, when occasionally I go on my streaming telemetry rant about how it'd be nice if like the thing that was the OID and the show int and the API and the CLI and the streaming telemetry all had the same semantics. Um, but that's often not the case. And so that's okay because then people pay us to fix that problem. But it's still, you know, someone at the end has to say like, why did, why, what did some intern do to this thing? Um, But I think some of that is 
us as networkers maybe ask more for features than we do, not like you and me, obviously, or our peers, but some companies wind up like, hey, I need this feature, and it's enterprise and service provider and not like it must work, 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 work. So Yeah, um, I agree with you there. Yeah, that was fun. So we talked a little bit about your, you know, early career. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, are you hiring at Salesforce? There are different groups that are hiring, absolutely, especially in our global network operations team. Mm. So yes, absolutely. So when people are looking for a job in networking, mm-hmm. like what are the things that you, you know, that you look for? How can someone show their interest? And you know, um, and sort of break into it. I mean, we talked, it was a very different time when we broke into it. Like, what would your advice be uh, to people trying to get into networking? Okay, so I personally, uh, yes, it's it's great to know every last routing protocol on the planet. Um, what I'm more interested in personally, can you learn? Are you inter- are, can you go and give I you know prove to me that you can go and actually learn something about one thing and apply that to a couple of different other you know you know say I have a love of BGP mm-hmm. I have then gone and decided that I want to go learn about how BGP route reflection is used and how it is used across these huge large networks what are they doing how are they doing it you know where are they setting up the route reflection are they using servers are they not using servers like whatever it is pick a thing, learn about it. I want to understand that you know it and that you can apply it to something else. I, I don't care that you have like every single little detail of knowledge of everything. Can you troubleshoot? Can you learn? You know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not as, um, you know, you don't have to like tell me every last aspect of every, you know, vendor on the planet and what they support in every version of code for every line card. And I don't care. So is there is there like an equivalent for developers, uh, you know, where they do things on GitHub to show that they're like active and interested? I guess network people can be GitHub too now with you know automation. We, we do. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, please don't Make, test me on Git, please. Commit, <laughs> clone, pull, yeah. Or hacker, you know, hacker, you know, what is it? Hacker rank. That one is that the one that they're using? Yeah, that, that one. is a one. Yeah, that does the. Yeah, I, I would. I mean, yeah. I still know like Perforce and SCCS and stuff like that. So uh, from before before the great Gittening, um, uh, you know, unveiled upon the place. Um, is that, you know, also something like that you look for people that already have had some, you know, at least scripting, you know, level coding? Yeah, I mean, we, we do frequently ask that, you know, if you've had even... Perl or Shell or Python, at least that you're interested in learning these things. Um, that's important because, you know, we we use it and even, you know, in self-defense and, you know, for making things quicker for yourself, it's helpful. Right. As that's long as I, you configure it so it's quicker to do good things, not quicker to break things. But, yes. 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 But even for myself on my machine, like there are times where I just write something really quick yep. to like do a thing for me so that I don't have to like do it by hand. <laughs> Yeah, I, on the more sysadmin side, I ran, you know, a Usenet company for 10 years and as a hobby. And um, I, I would sometimes find that I had written the same Perl script five times, which is why I'm not a software engineer. I'm more like a, I write running specification, 
And it's like, hey, I could do this. And it's like, okay, now, please, people that I've hired to do great work, you know, make it. That is honestly precisely what I did uh, many times in my career. Um, Just, I've got everything. I know what it has to do. This is all the data that you need in and out. And please make it so that it's not horrible. Thanks. more precise than (laughs) English. (laughs) Even if it's not good code. Um, and hopefully we write Perl code that looks like C, not like awk, but you know, it's possible to do evil with even acceptable things. So, um, I guess this is a strange question because I don't have a degree, but you know, is, is a degree important? Are there things that people can do if they don't have a degree to, um, you know, show, you know, interest or education or awareness? Sure. So I don't feel like degrees are particularly important because I didn't ever finish either. Neither did my husband. So we seem to be doing just fine. Um, There are ways that you can do this. There are different vendors who have their own testing and that kind of thing. And, you know, I absolutely, those are helpful. Um, Unfortunately, sometimes those are just pure memorization. And um, I do worry about that. We did have some successful um, mini labs set up at one company. They, you know, went through some troubleshooting steps. And that's actually really helpful. Um, you can kind of do like a, a lab where you like shut down a port and you see like how the person reacts to like, oh, hey, you know, your routes for this went away. And, you know, what do they notice? Did they look in the syslog? Did they, like, that kind of stuff. So I think those are really excellent methods. Um, we've had, you know, obviously there's, you know, tech screenings and you go through like some uh, questions. How did they answer? What were their answers? Um, you know, some things where they get the concepts and miss some of the details, you know, I'm more okay with personally. Um, you know, well, the concept is... How does someone learn? And, you know, yeah, it's like you almost want to make sure that people are comfortable comfortable getting confused and owning the unconfusion versus, you know, sort of training in a class, but you have to provide the resources. Right. Right. Yeah. Like I, I feel like getting confused is excellent. I'm confused all the time. And I feel like it's a, <laughs> it's a good, I mean, I have to ask, you know, like I don't have perfect knowledge of everything happening. Some people, I have to ask questions all the time. And I think that very thing actually within teams is helpful. I'm not going to know like all 40 or 50 projects that are going right. on right now. Right. That's I okay. Any vendors, but I, I like to say networking is a lot of simple little things that interact in complex ways, and then there's vendor bugs. So <laughs> you're unlikely to find a kernel bug, maybe in your career, but it depends how low level. You know, you have to, you always have to say, well, wait, is this a bug? So you have to run through, like, is everything doing what it should be? Do I understand what it should be doing? So it's... Yeah. Uh, I also, yeah, there's, there's, I also think that a lot of the vendors have really good virtual routers and stuff right now. Yeah. You can set up your own like little yeah. mini network, you know. Yeah, VMX, VSRX, you know, there's, has on, you know, online. And now there is. Yeah. So uh, we study uh, in the physics of computer stuff. There's Bohr bugs, which always are the same. And there's Heisenbugs, which move around. And Heisenbugs move around when they're in debuggers, right? Because the stack is different. But I've seen a couple of cases where the physical, the software, not running on the router, but running, or the switch, but running in a VM has different bugs. That could be fun. Oh, no, no, no. And and of course, you can't actually do everything that you might want to test. Right. In, you can't do terabits go forwarding and... Well, yeah. And 
And even just some of the features don't work because of the way things line up. So for instance, certain lag features or mm-hmm. don't really work properly. Yeah. Cool. Exactly. Well, thank you for uh, sharing so much. Um, networking can sometimes frustrate us, but I think it's fun to see all the packets go and all that. I guess, last question, any yeah. advice you would um, give yourself going back um, you know, navigating, you know, for a career or otherwise? Hmm. Yes. Um, uh, uh, as a woman in the industry, it has sometimes been a bit challenging dealing with a lot of forceful <laughs> personalities. It's okay to be a forceful personality. It's okay to meet that where it's at. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that that sometimes um, it, it is a challenge because you kind of feel like you're being attacked. And I think that it's okay to be that forceful personality and, and you know, not just, you know, um, kind of like shrink in yourself, which is, I think, a challenge for everybody. I mean, I've seen people do things, men do things that really are not, respectful and you try to fix and help if you can. And then I have seen separately in networking people that get so passionate about the geek binaryitis of the way to do it. <laughs> Somebody on the internet is wrong. Yes, exactly. And you said, ah. um, but you know, the, it's not that I hate you. It's I hate the idea and I will now prove to you that it is wrong. <laughs> uh, is that, you know, um, or I guess, you know, so, so it can be hard. And I guess, we owe it to, uh, I mean, whoever it is, women or just people in-, in Anybody. In try to help, yeah, do that. But I guess related, I said that was the last question. So that was the second last question. Last question. What can we do to help people from different backgrounds of all sorts um, to make networking, uh, you know, people-wise, you know, more acceptable given there are people on all ends of all spectrums, you know, in it, but they get very passionate and, you know, whatever. What what advice would you have for your org, my org, you know, people in general, you know, trying to bring people in and then set them up for success, you know, to have career, you know, not just I do, I tell you to do these things and you do a job. Yeah, no, I, I think that um, one thing I try to do with my teams and I, I hope that I'm successful in this is that we talk about all kinds of aspects of the job. Like we try to bring out like, okay, what's going on here? What are the blockers? What can we do? Um, oh, you know, I saw that your face was, you seem to be upset about this. Or do you feel comfortable talking about it in the team? You know, uh, okay, I have this project. I have a really strong opinion on this, uh, what should happen. Um, but I don't actually say my opinion generally until everybody else has gotten their their opinion out. Because what I don't want to do is I don't want to... I don't want to like stifle the conversation that's happening, but I, you know, we all do try to keep it as respectful as possible. Um, you know, and I have also coached some people that sometimes you need to just um, not push people because they're not comfortable, mm-hmm. you know? So there's, you have to kind of balance everybody out. Everybody's got a, a different place they're coming from. So you just have to try to, keep the information flowing, get everybody talking. I, I try to, ho- I hope that it's more like a family environment in my teams. That's what I try to aim for. Yeah, it's, it sounds very cool. 
Can I do anything? <laughs> um, it, it, it is difficult. I mean, even for me, I mean, for people that have opinions, you know, because we're technologists or organizational, not psychologists, but, you know, we have opinions about things to the, to, like, in theory, I want to say, um, you know, if you need an opinion, I have one, but I will only, you know, I will tell you, but I'm only trying to correct if it's, like, really wrong. Um, <laughs> it, can be, it can be tough. And then No, no, no. And that's exactly one thing I try to do some, on some particular things, right? Where I'm like, okay, have a strong one. I have a strong feeling on this one. Like, especially with routing things, I'm like, okay, just gonna, gonna hold back. <laughs> yeah, or SD, you know, it's like... Well, that one too. <laughs> ultimately, the most successful SD thing out there is probably NSX, which started as, I hate network people, so we're going to build tunnels because we don't want to put in a ticket to get a VLAN. And so, you know, in some sense, I think it's okay to, you know, plus Google got everyone spun up on it, but Google's a software company. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, if you want to write software, then, you know, yeah, SD is going to look pretty good. But um, anyway, well, cool. Um, how can people uh, find you? You know, uh, do you have a blog, Twitter, face, uh, not Facebook, that's private. Um, you know, the funny thing is, is I don't actually, I'm so terrible at this. I'm so bad at this. Uh, I, you know, LinkedIn is probably a good one. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, that's probably the best one. I don't really have, like, I don't have a, like, I, my, everything's personal. Like, I just don't, I don't talk about work. <laughs> that's okay. Um, Gail is, my wife is not on Facebook. So her high school um, classmates are like, you know, they send me something on Facebook if I should send it to her. She just refuses to buy in to the ecosystem. But. That's funny. So yeah, my husband, Joe, is... As you, I think you yeah. probably know, I'm uh, very similar on that front. So I'm the I'm the person who does everything. <laughs> okay, no, that's fine. Um, and uh, but anyway, thank you for being the second guest on Network AF and helping me evolve <laughs> this. And um, um, we welcome all into uh, networking and hope this was helpful. This is great. I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Thank you.